Hey, everybody. First things first, in episode 34, I want to give uh, you a quick announcement, really important announcement. We have started, with the help of two fans, Josh and Emma, a new podcast. Well, sort of a new podcast. It goes along with You Meet in a Tavern. It is a Talking Dead-style podcast, all about the recaps of the episodes of the show. Um, we've got three done already, and they're going to be releasing on the off weeks, so... Um, if you, you know, are, are you sick of waiting two weeks for another episode of You Meet in a Tavern, you have a chance to listen to more You Meet in a Tavern talk. Us cast members will occasionally show up as guests on the show, which is really exciting. And you can get access to these by becoming a patron supporter, Patreon supporter. Um, all it takes is a dollar a month. We're uh, releasing this out for the very lowest level because we're really excited about this and want, uh, you know, everyone to get the chance to listen. So if you want to donate, one dollar a month to the show to help support us and make this show better you can get access to those bi-weekly um, off-week episodes and the show is called i didn't even name the show yet the show is going to be called a few more beers again this is by josh and emma two great fans we're going to be on it uh it's a load of fun i recorded one of the episodes with them a lot of good behind the scenes talk so um i don't want to keep you too much longer to get you to the action but Go on to patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern, throw a dollar our way a month, and you can get access to a special feed that will um, give you normal episodes as well as these biweekly recap episodes. Okay, guys, uh, enjoy episode 34, and um, yeah, thanks. Bye. Episode 34, we are third episode of this Arrow's Edge arc. A lot of stuff happened last time, or did it, really? I don't remember. Uh, I remember a lot of arguing. That's what I do <laughs> remember. Tug, Tug, you want to give us a recap? Uh, Tug's gotcha. So we went to um, Cur- Cauldrons and Curiosities um, after the billboard signage. Um, we had a dope plan set up to use ICUP. On Eugene, have him sneak in so Durf could see what was in there. Um, this was Carl's plan, and then Carl violently knocked on the door and threw that to the fucking wind. So we <laughs> went inside. Uh, Durf and I tried to poorly employ our original plan, which did nothing because I think we honestly both forgot about it. Um, and then uh, things happened. Sassy uh, told us she needed uh, durian for her potion to change us to dragonborn needle root <laughs> needle root uh, in this fantasy a- land aka um told us about a sewer entrance uh to the palace where durian can be found so we need to find about an eight inch durian uh to be able to transform into dragonborn so we went to the sewer we are going through the sewer and we faced, uh, for all the Pokemon fans out there, Garbodor, which is a trash monster. Um, but I think in this game, it's called in some wild thing. Oh, a lot of consonants. 
to be fair. It, started- it, was OT- OT- it was actually, I never actually said this in the episode, but it was OTUG. Some people call it an OTU. Uh, basically, yeah, this giant trash monster looks like looks like an elephant, except if you replaced its its front, its trunk, and its eyes and its ears with basically a giant mouthful of teeth. And also, it has tentacles. That's what that's what you faced. It does uh, look like a garbador. Yes. See, huh? Um. So that happened, and then uh, we fought it because it was in the way uh, of what I perceived to be the tunnel to the palace. Um, Carl and Durf did their best, but Tug, being Tug, uh, Woodhaven smashed it, All Might style, into oblivion. And now we can proceed on our quest in the moment to get some Durian so we can transform to Dragonborn so we can play some Quidditch in Hogwarts. Okay, very good. And the never-ending struggle I have as a DM to tell my listeners actual names of things because of the players, um, they're looking for something called Needle Root. And by the way, the MacGuffins that they've so mentioned in all of the episodes are totems from the Priest of Pelor. So thank you for derailing and uh, belittling my quest, Tug Mukbar. <laughs> What? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So durian, otherwise known as uh, needle root, it's red. It's got spikes. That's what the sassy needs to create the potion that will turn them into dragonborn, so that they may compete in Artisi Trekus. And that's where we are. You guys just fought this monster, and you are still in the sewers. And the tunnel that you go down leads to a large ladder, ladder, large ladder, that you climb up and emerge into the outside air surrounded on all sides by tall palace walls that stretch high up into the sky Uh, you appear to be in some sort of damp alleyway you see an oak door that lies cracked open against the wall opposite where you entered through the sewer and the alleyway continues on underneath a series of hanging bridges overhead where's Eugene and the rat army Eugene you haven't heard from Eugene yet well, prob- we probably lost him once we climbed that fucking ladder. Rats can climb. <laughs> he's he's in Nirvana. He's found Nirvana. Rats are really good climbers <laughs> and swimmers. Hang on, let me actually think about this because I totally <laughs> forgot about Eugene and the Rat Army. We they shouldn't be called. We need they need a name. You can't be a Rat Army. What would they? What would a Rat Army? be? A Rat yeah, Army. Yeah, you just you haven't heard you haven't heard from Eugene yet. You got nothing. You're missing Eugene. The party is incomplete. Durf is um. Un- unsettled. As he looks around for Eugene. Also, he turns back into a, a guy, and then he uses um, Roxy Clean so that, to make everybody not smell like shit. Just rubs it all okay. over himself and everybody else. Strong That's play. a fantastic idea. You did just come out of a sewer. Okay, so you guys are all sparkly clean, smelling nice. Love is it. Roxy Clean... What does it smell like? Is it scented? Uh, yes. It smells like bergamot. I don't know what that is. It's the ingredient in Bath and Beyond? Earl Grey tea. Bergamot? I always called it bergamot. I assumed it's French and it's bergamot, but I don't know. It could be bergamot. Well, uh, like Bath and Body Works had a bergamot waters candle. That's the only... Don't ask me how I know that. What? I'm married. All right, anyway. (laughs) 
What? That, so that, guys, that is not an excuse. You're you going to refill to... your soda stream. That's why you were there. That's exactly right. No, that was that's bed. See, that's Bed Bath and Beyond. Then there's Bath and Body Works. There's so many bath-based stores. I get them confused. Oh, see, that's how we know you're married because you know that there are two different stores. <laughs> I right, actually sincerely didn't know there's two different stores. Anyway, so where we're in the palace. No, we're in an alley. You are outside in an alley above the sewer grate. There is a door that's cracked open, and the alleyway also continues on away from the door. So we don't know if we're in the palace or just next to the palace? You are definitely not in the palace. You are outside. Okay. Well, so the kitchen was on the first floor. That's what... Maybe we should let... let uh, maybe we should walk... Or kind of sneak to the... One of you should sneak to the end of the alley and just see what is at the end of the alley. Durf drinks his rogue porter. Well, you know what? No. I'm wearing... I'm still wearing kit. Am I still wearing kitten mittens? You yeah. still have the kitten mittens potion. Yes. Activated. Correct. It's for okay, not very so long, though. Plus you, 10 you, stealth. That's like infinity for me. So I stealth to the end of the alley. Okay. To check it out. Yeah, you creep to the end of the alley and you peek around and you basically are um, just off the front of the palace. So you look to your left and your right, you see these this large kind of garden area at the front. Um, past the, the this garden, you see the walls of the palace level. So the, the uppermost level of Arrow's Edge, you see people in very dressed up garments walking to and fro arm in arm those small little uh, like umbrellas from Mary Poppins um, attached to their hands they're all dragonborn everyone here is dragonborn even down to the workers the gardeners that are trimming the hedges everyone is dragonborn that's what you see okay do I see for instance an open window into a kitchen full of give me a perception check Nine. Uh, no. I mean, you see windows around, but there's no telling what um, what they lead to. Uh, Carl and Tug, why don't you guys give me perception checks as well? Can tell you what. For you guys the, are still back by the sewers. For old Tug, it's going to be like pissing well. in the wind. Huh? You get plus two. I get from my thing. I got a 17. Uh, Tug got okay. a 15. Okay, yeah, Tug and Durf, you guys are back at the sewers, and you can hear... Tug and Carl. You can... Tug, yeah, sorry, Tug and Carl, you guys are back at the sewers, and you can hear... You can hear singing uh, coming from that door, and you also smell something. Um, you smell, like, spices, and you smell cooking as as you hear the singing coming from that cracked door. Durf creeps back to tell them he didn't hear anything, or he didn't see anything at the end of the alley. Tug's going to sneak up to the door and uh, in just a couple fingers, because you said it's cracked open, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's going to use ICUP to just put without, you know, just put the one monocle inside and wear the other one to see if he can see what's going on inside there. Okay. Now, does Eugene still have the other one? Well, he, no? he took it back when he got with Carl oh, yeah, you inside get back. the thing, okay. right? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So you you like stretch your arm through this door and you you point ICUP the little googly eyes in several different directions and you see inside you see a very large pantry 
uh, like a walk-in closet type of thing. And you see all sorts of spices on the shelves, fruits, dried meats. You see large jars full of different nuts, vegetables, and lots of different roots. Um, can I see if I can identify needle root as it was described to Tug by Sassy? Yeah, give me an investigation check. Uh, Twelve. Twelve? Um, that's enough to see that there is a large empty jar labeled needle root on one of the shelves. Um, follow up can, and obviously stop me if I'm breaching my amount. Can I tell how many people are in the vicinity? I know you said... So the pantry... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the, the pantry is um, a large walk-in closet. There's no one in the pantry, but the singing is coming from another door that's on the interior of this room on the opposite side of the door from uh, that leads to the outside where you are. Okay. So there's um, nobody in the, in the initial room? Like that initial There's nobody area. in the pantry. In the okay, pantry. so Tug brings ICUP back in, and he kind of waves uh, Durf and Carl to him. So wait, did Tug... Like put the, is is this just a room we can walk into? No, how did you put your hand through? It, the door was cracked, so I like crumb from all real monsters. I held one right. eye in right. and then saw what was going on. So I pulled it back through, and now I'm filling you guys in. Huddle time, got it. So Tug pulls in Durf and Carl. Look, guys, I saw a jar with needle root written on it. It's through this door that's cracked open. There is somebody. That is a room adjacent that is singing. So what I'm thinking is if one of us can go in and steal the needle root, one or two of us, however we want, can go and maybe knock on the opposite door and get the person who's singing's attention the furthest away possible from where the pantry is. And uh, maybe we can do like a quick how you do Husker do. Okay, let me, uh, let me clarify. Let me clarify real quick. The pantry, so the walk-in closet that is the pantry, has two doors on opposite walls. One that leads towards the singing, and one that you peeked your hand through. Oh, so what uh, you I'm saw sorry, was okay. I misunderstood. That's fine. That's good. Um, okay, so 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 the room of where the person is is interior. To the pantry. Did we know it's only one person? Or do we? No, just... we don't. That's I've only heard. I only heard that one. We only heard the one. Do person they sound singing. friendly? They're singing. They're singing. They are singing. Is it a friendly song? They are singing. Friendly sound. Um, I, I think we're getting in the fucking weeds over the singing here. Let, let's find out where the voice is first. So I have it, an idea. This is what I'm saying. Durf has an idea. Two two part idea. Part one. What if I turned into a cat? And let me tell you why. One. Sassy said that uh, needle root smells like shit. Okay? Cats have keen smell. That's number one. Number two, this door is cracked open. I could just fucking be a stray cat and, like, walk in and people would be like, oh, a cat. Like, it's cute. Right? But I'm actually in there smelling, okay, for fucking needle root. Have we seen any stray cats? Okay, so, Durf, I'm totally with you here. My uh, <clears throat> Tug's POV here to ensure maybe a next level success because cats don't have fucking opposable thumbs. So you're not just going to get the jar of needle root down. Uh, so once you get in there and decide to turn into Durf with thumbs and walk out, 
maybe sh- things just won't go the way we want it to. What I'm thinking is, uh, we have you do that if that's what you want to do. Uh, you know, burgle master, whatever you want to call yourself, even though you, even though you've never out burgled me. Yep. Yep. Tugging or uh, Carl and I can maybe go to this building's front door, whatever it is, cause, raise a stink, raise uh, some ruckus so that you can be even more uninhibited to take the fucking needle root. Okay. Carl's Carl's going to walk into the pantry. I'm gonna I'm gonna slide open the door and kind of sneak <laughs> into the pantry. I'm tired of this shit. Let's let, we're gonna and make something happen. Every time this happens, <laughs> All Tug, right. Tug sees uh, Carl just walk into the pantry at, in the middle of his conversation. He just throws his arms up, <laughs> slaps him down. Like, Fuck, whatever. I guess we're just doing what we want. So Carl, or excuse me, so Tug goes around to. Uh, it goes, just stomps out of the alley, just stomps out of the alley, now that he knows it's just fucking dragon board everywhere, and just starts causing shit. Why? Oh, God. Why? Oh, God, okay. <laughs> Can I, I would like to peek around the corner and, like, try and assess how many people are, how many dragon board are in the, the kitchen. Oh, uh, okay, hang on. Let me just wrap my head around, what? Oh, Tug stomping around. I can't believe the potion I was given turned me into a fucking halfling. I wanted a human, oh. and they gave me a halfling. Isn't this some <laughs> bullshit? And then I act, and then I start. I use a key point to start sloshing, so I'm drunk. Oh my god! Okay, give me a. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> give me a um, deception check, Tug. Play to your strengths. Eighteen. <laughs> fuck. Oh, god damn it. Um. Okay, let's uh, uh, <laughs> let um God oh, shit, Durf, what are you doing? Just real quick, what are you doing? Durf turns into a weasel. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, this is a nightmare. This is starting off just like the last episode. All right, weasels have so, keen hearing and smell. Okay, so Durf, bam, you're a weasel. Carl, you charge into the pantry. Tug, you fucking create a distraction in the front of this palace. Uh, let us go to Tug first. I guess. Um, and you scream this, Tug. You scream out about, I wanted to be a fucking halfling. No, I didn't want to be a fucking halfling. human. What the hell? And dozens of people turn to look at you. They obviously hear this including multiple guards and they start running towards you and they say things like what the hell are you doing here well you rolled a deception god damn it you rolled an 18 <laughs> um uh, okay so you, so you you rush out you rush out of this alley and you you run forward towards this lawn and people turn to look at you extremely confused and guards as soon as they see you and people are like pointing and whispering and, and guards start to rush after you and then you say this and you're like drunk and disorderly and they still rush up to you. Even, even They might buy your story, but you're still a drunken, disorderly person who obviously doesn't belong here. Um, so three dragonborn guards with long spears approach you and one of them says, what the hell? How did you get up here? Hey, 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 hey. I'm here. 
I'm here to lodge a formal complaint against against the guy that sold me the potion that was supposed to turn me into a human. Uh, but here I am. Uh, all I'm staring at right now is dragon dongs, because I'm a halfling, <laughs> and I want you to arrest that man. They they point their spears at you, and they say, "Was that one of those transforming potions? We just caught someone the other day who tried to turn into a human, or tried to turn into a dragonborn. We caught him red-handed at the Silver Tongue. Are you are you another person who used one of these illegal potions?" Oh, uh, listen. Listen. <laughs> listen. I'm just trying to get off this rock of three tier ty- tyranny. And I'm trying to do it as a human, not as somebody that stares at dongs all day. So, okay. shame on you. Yeah, he he points you with his spear. Like in the chest, and he says, "You've got ten seconds to run to that gate and squeal all the way down to the gate and leave this city." Whoa! All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Two. He pokes you again, and this time he's going to do damage. That was me running. That was me squealing oh. and running. <laughs> okay. ah. So you run to the gate. All right. They follow you all the way, and two dragonborn guards there open the gate, and they kick you through, and you tumble all Before the way down Tug the Before Tug goes steps. through, he throws up violently. <laughs> like Team <laughs> America. Okay. He throws up violently like Team America just to drive the point home how drunk he is. <laughs> okay, and you leave. Meanwhile, yeah, no, hang on. You leave uh, the entire front area of this palace. The guards, the people, just staring and extremely distracted. And we will flash towards Durf and Carl. Can I say something? Carl, you're welcome. Yeah, go ahead. I had a plan. No, you're welcome. I'm telling Durf that. and Carl, you're welcome. I had a plan without that. <laughs> oh, did you have a plan, Carl? Yes. Did uh, you, Mister? I'll did. just walk in. <laughs> I had a plan. All right, what is your plan? You are still wearing these. So as you run into this pantry, Carl, um, you can feel yourself. So you run into the pantry. You don't make any noise, but then you can feel yourself kind of fade from this stealthiness as you realize the kitten mittens potion has worn off. Okay. And I have a question so you, if that's are, happening. Yeah, go ahead. So we have established canonically that when I transform, I'm still wearing little people clothes. Do I have yes. tiny weasel-sized kitten mittens potions on me? And when I realize I'm running out of stealth, can I like take a little like a thimble full of it and drink it and get the effect? I will say yeah. I will say yes. I will say yes. But you can't give any to Carl because they're thimble-sized. So you would have to use like ten of them for it to have the same effect. Okay, I use I I, I drink mine. Carl, right, I don't care. That's fine. All right, so you guys are both in the pantry. And these give me plus 10 stealth? They do. Uh, I mean, you also (laughs) still lack opposable thumbs. Uh, Weasels can, like, hold things. Have you ever seen ferrets? They're very cute. They grab things, like, with little hands like their people. I would like... I want to peek around and try and see how many people are in the kitchen. Okay, give me me a perception check. And go ahead and give me a stealth check, too. So perception check is 18. Mm Mm-hmm. And stealth check is 15. Okay, so both are good enough. Uh, well, let me actually roll against that real quick. 
Yeah, that's a three. Okay, you're good. Uh, so you peek around. The door doesn't make any noise. It doesn't creak open or anything. And you look inside and you see this hefty chef. Uh, he's wearing, uh, you know, white apron, all white clothes, big white top. He's got this like pencil thin mustache with, with curls. Uh, and he's singing a song while he's traveling from counter to counter, chopping fish heads and pulling out bones. Uh, he, you actually see him chase this lobster that falls off the counter and crawls across the floor. It's very strange. Um, and that's all you see in this kitchen. Just that. Do I, that do I see another doorway? Uh, you see a doorway on the opposite. Yeah, like one of those swinging like saloon doors on the opposite end. How far? How far away is it? Probably about thirty feet from where you are, but it's through you know multiple counters and islands and pots and pans that are thrown about. Perfect. I would like to cast minor illusion. Okay. Nice. Um, and have it based like at the swinging doors. So the sound will come okay. from that direction. Um, and I'm going to create um, a voice. Uh, and it's, it's going to... I gotta, I gotta. Now I have to do a Dragonborn voice. Great. They were like kind of hissy, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they can be different. Okay. You can have Dragonborn um, voices that are whatever. So I'm going to cast Minor Illusion at the door. And from above the swinging doors... Um, Chef! Chef! To the king's chambers! <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking fantastic. Give me a deception check, though. 14. Uh, 14, okay. That's against an 11, so he buys it. He buys it, and he kind of, like, throws his butcher knife up into the air because he's shocked, and it lands on the island in the, in the wooden kind of top from the island and goes, boom, 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 boom. and he rushes out those saloon doors, and he says, I'm coming, I'm coming, and he's gone. Durf darts in, uh, in weasel okay. form, and he's, like, frantically sort of darting around, looking and smelling uh, for the shit smell. Of the needle root. Okay, give me a perception check. <laughs> Natural 20. Shit. Okay, yeah, you you sense it immediately. You smell it. You remember the description that Sassy gave you. Um, and you see it. It's on the stovetop. Uh, on, on top of a right, right now unlit grate near a pot that is bubbling. And you see it. It's it's red. It's about eight inches long. It's got several stems that stick out and spikes that are about three inch long coming out in all directions. Am I able to pick it up with my little weasel hands? If you give me a slight of hand check without poking yourself. Okay. That's a three plus three. <laughs> Six. Okay. Uh, no. You go to grab it. And, but you can't get your hands around it, and you actually poke yourself, and you're going to take... I have one HP, so I turn back into a person. <laughs> yes! You reach out to grab this thing, you reach your hands around it, you actually take six damage, so Durf goes ahead and take... Go ahead and take five. <laughs> okay. And you are, like, crouched over the stove, and you go to grab it, and you poke yourself, and instantly you flash back into a human... And make just a shit ton of a noise as you rattle a bunch of pots that are hanging over the stove. And they clang to the ground. Luckily enough, the distraction outside is enough that no one outside the windows hears this. Because of the commotion that's going on outside. Bang! Durf like hot potatoes the fucking thing over to Carl. 
who I assume is wearing armor and maybe can catch it. Yeah. Carl, give me a slide of hand check. Oh, uh, no. Holy shit, he actually rolled really high. Uh, I mean, it's not really high. Uh, it ain't 15. Zero. That's true. Not a zero. 15. 15? Yeah, that's good enough. Okay, so you catch it like, you know, egg toss, how you kind yep. of like bring your hands in as it's coming so you don't shatter the egg. You do that and you manage to just get pricked a little, but it doesn't hurt much. And now you are holding the needle rip. All right. Uh, Durf's like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, Durf, before we leave, do you recognize any of this other, any of these other ingredients is like valuable or anything? Nature check? Sure. Shit. Uh... 20, not natural. Uh, I mean, you see normal spices. Garlic, onion powder, salt. You see fish. Healing Whatever's herbs. boiling in. The healing Alchemi- herbs? Alchemical reagents. Uh, I guess with a 20, yeah, sure. You see uh, salves. I think that's a healing term. Salves that may heal, you know, maybe like five HP. You find three of them. <laughs> okay, I'd snatch them off the table. I'm like, all right, we're making off like gangbusters. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we got. I'm gonna exit back out into the alley. Uh, not seeing Tug, but also not hearing uh, disturbance anymore. What should we do, Durf? And as you're deciding this, uh. You hear something from coming from the sewers, and Eugene pops out, and he's followed by three rats who don't <laughs> speak common. <laughs> but he says, uh, "I can talk to them anyway." By the way, that's one of my. He uh, says, "Hey, uh, Darf, Darf, I got your rats. I got your army of rats. What are we doing? Let's go!" And you hear them behind just go, "Yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Durf says, you did great, buddy. First mission, we're going to go back through the sewers where we went in. <laughs> he says, you heard the man, let's go. And they go, ah! and they charge back down the sewers. <laughs> uh, Durf follows him down. Yeah, Carl right. follows along as well. everybody this is joe your dungeon master thanks for listening to episode 34 we're glad you're here i don't have too many announcements here so i'm just going to remind you to go check us out on all social media at ymia tavern uh you could also go to our subreddit our discord uh, those are places that we talk to fans uh and kind of communicate a lot more and you can find all those links in our episode description you can also find links to our Redbubble store we just recently put up some new merch some cool uh t-shirts and hoodies and things i got a bunch for our guys when we go to gen con later this year so if you are or later this year later this month so you are if you are headed to gen con please hit us up meet up uh we'll hang out drink beers do game stuff, you know, stuff that happens at Gen Con. Also in that uh, episode description, you'll find links to our Patreon, patreon.com. We actually have something really special planned coming up soon. More details to follow. Um, or actually, at this time of recording, we might be announcing it at the beginning of this episode. I'm not sure. So you might have already heard this. But if not, 
just be prepared. Something awesome is coming soon. So you can get access to that and a ton of other perks for just $1 a month. Uh, a small coffee. Uh, I don't even... Small, small coffees are like two fifty now. Less than a half of a small coffee at Starbucks. Um, <laughs> you can uh, support the show and your money goes to help us uh, just create a better experience for our listeners, both in equipment, in art, in music, um, you know, all sorts of stuff that goes... It all goes straight to the show. So please consider donating on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern. And here we go. Our $15 or more patrons, these guys go... Guys and girls go above and beyond to help the show david ashley cole andre k sir falcor the fearless jello crew kurt nolan ursula bertea james jc aklantz who wants to give a shout out to hit dice podcast nick sassy tarkin davis eleanor fidget sierra clark jason ford jonathan zeman gm binder michael kennitzer chris solberg jager 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 Chad Putnam, Ice Blue 220, Strive for Honor, Sarah Blue, Mark Deacon, Nathan and Samantha Ballou, and John Dalstrom. So thank you guys so much for your donations to the show. Uh, we really appreciate it. That's why we give you a shout out here. And you may hear some of their names um, as NPCs during the course of the show. All right, guys, that's it for me. Uh, thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of this sh- uh, semi-short episode this time. And we will see you all in two weeks. Okay, bye. So you guys, you guys go back to the sewers. Uh, you travel through the same course you came with no monsters in sight. Everything's fine except for you smell like shit by the time you come out once again uh, in the step. And you roxy clean yourself and you're good as new. There you go. And Tug is waiting for you there. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> you are there. And at this time, at this point, um, I said before in the last episode, it was about seven o'clock. It's, it's nighttime. It's about it's about 10 o'clock at least at this point after all this nonsense. So it is dark. Hey, by the way, Durf rubs one of the healing salves on himself to heal back up that uh, five damage he took. I think maybe you should right, nice. uh, massage the other two into Carl. Just saying. I'm going to wait and see if uh, fucking Sassy can uh, enhance them. Eugene pops up behind you, uh, but he's all alone. Side what note, happened to the Durf, army, bud? Durf, if that was your strategy, why didn't you just wait for the one you just used on yourself? Well, because I wanted the health back. <laughs> it healed exactly the amount of health I lost. Right, but if, you're, if your argument is having a boosted version of it, whatever. Yeah, That's you, fair. I'm I mean, mistakes, to, mistakes uh, were made. As mistakes <laughs> were made. As as this is going on, I'm going to make my way to Cauldrons and Curiosities. Fuck that. To the Silver Tongue. What happened to the army, bud? <laughs> Eugene says, Eugene says, ah, yeah, you know, I'm not much of a smooth talker. I had to hire them, and they could only work for a half an hour at a time, so they fucking bailed real quick. Been there. And I, I scoop them back up and drop them in my pocket. All right. Hey, do you mind uh, cleaning the shit off me first? Roxy clean. Did, wouldn't he like it though? Don't rats love that shit? No, he's fan. He's fancy rat. I I Roxy clean him.
All right. Give him a little pat on the head. And I was like, we couldn't have pulled it off without you, bud. Hey, thanks, bud. I appreciate it. Until next time. And he gives you a salute and he dives back into your pocket. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. So you guys are done with the sewers. Um, you head back towards Sassy's where, yeah, the door's still closed. It's not yet midnight. What do you want to do? Um, it's. I don't think we I guess should... we knock on the door. She let us in last time, so it seems like she has pretty malleable hours. Yeah. So Durf knocks Maybe on the Carl door. Maybe Carl gives... Yeah, we you knock just... on the door? Okay. You knock on the door, and uh, she says, Who is it? Who is it? Just open the door. It's us. We're back. Your friends. Your best friends. Who, it? Who Need is a us? Root? I don't... Need a root? Just open the sliding door, and I'll. I'll you can smell who it is. Okay, yeah, she opens the sliding door and she and it, says, uh oh, I waft the durian. You guys durian. came back, huh? I, I waft the needle root through the the, sl- the, whole, the opening. And she goes, oh, God, oh, God, keep that away. Okay, okay, come in, come in. And she unlocks uh, all the locks, click, 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 and slides open the door. Um, and you waltz inside. And she says, oh, perfect, perfect, as she rubs her hands together. You found the needle rose. Oh, my goodness, and it's a big one, isn't it? Yeah, that's what she said just now. I did I did say that. That. Are you okay? Just, just an observation. Anyway, can we get those potions? Oh, yes, 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 of course, of course, of course. Now, um... Do you have the scales of the dragonborn you wish to turn into? <sighs> that's what Durf says. I I assume that's a no. I did say that, did I not? No, no, nope. you did not actually. Sure did. And um, I'm oh, pretty oh, sure. I'm so sorry. Pretty sure I specifically so asked if we needed anything else. And you said no. Oh, you know, this old brain of mine, uh, it is not as quick as it used to be. Of course I need something else. Of course, you cannot just turn into any random dragonborn you wish. You must turn into a dragonborn of a certain type. One that you know the features of. One that will work in the potion. So we gotta skin a motherfucker. I mean, Derp says. No, no, no. You do not need the skin. Just a single scale will do. You can pluck it off just like the skin of your tiny human arms. That would hurt a lot. That that is partially skinning a motherfucker. No, 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 no. We lose dry skin all the time. I don't mean like big chunks of skin. You don't need to scalp anyone out there. Tug leans in real quick. I understand the story with the scales. It makes sense. I wish you would have told us when we asked about it, but you didn't. That's kind of on you. Um, <laughs> now I'm asking you, while your brain is sharp, do we need anything else to turn into Dragonborn? And we also are trying to turn a rat into a dragon rat thing. Do we need anything for that? Oh, yes, of course, of course. You will need... I, if you wish to turn your rat into anything at all, I will need either a hair or a feather or a scale, any of the sort of the creature you want the rat to turn into. But that is all I need. I promise you that is definitely the only thing we need more for this potion right here. Yes. With all this needle root, how many potions are you going to be able to make? I can make you... Four potions, just as previously discussed. With all this needle root, I will double the time. So two days. 
All right, perfect. Uh, Tug, uh, thanks, the lady. We will be back very, very shortly. Shortly or shortly? Okie dokie. Shortly. Tug grumbles. He's got gravel <laughs> mouth. Give him uh, some fucking slack. Durf, or god damn it. Tug turns to Durf and Carl and says, <laughs> To the silver tongue. To the silver tongue! To the silver tongue! But Durf's like, but we need to we need to find a dragon too. <laughs> so you as you as you go to slam the door, you hear something behind you, and she says, Don't forget, if you're trying to play Artissi Trekis, you need to And then the door slams. Durf opens the door back up and says, What was that you were saying? And she's still there this time. <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she says, "Oh, oh, hi. Uh, you need to, you need to capture the scales of someone that's actually playing in the games because it's nighttime now and registration is surely to be closed. Good luck." And she waves and smiles. All right. So let's head over to the training grounds and find the three. Like biggest dipshits who play Artissi Trekkis and skin them <laughs> and steal their identities. Or we could go and check out this, this uh, Sir Falcor guy. He might know some teams that are playing and where that's, to find them. That's what I meant. That guy, the training, he's a trainer, right? He's like a coach. Am I misremembering? No, that's that's correct. What you saw of the poster that was pretty old and faded and, you know, all the numbers were kind of like shredded off the bottom. There was still the address there. Um, yeah, he looks like some kind of trainer. His his thing said, Sir Falkor the Fearless, Hunger for Victory. And he looked like a pretty badass champion that knew how to play the game. Um, yeah, that's what I meant. Let's go to that where that guy is and find all like right. three dipshits. Are you gonna go? Uh, are you something. gonna go at, at night? You're gonna go. So it's 10 p.m. Uh, Tug, yeah, wants, Tug still down? wants to go to the Silver Tongue, whether that's alone or otherwise. Tug is going. Let's to the go to the tongue. Silver Tongue and ask people where the three biggest dumbasses whose identity we can steal are. Bang! This sounds like a terrible plan, but Carl will follow along. To the Silver Tongue. Okay. To the Silver right. Tongue. Oh! <laughs> okay, fuck. You go back to the tavern, the Silver Tongue. Um, the music that plays as you enter is a little more more lively. The crowd is a little bit uh, more populated. There's more people in there. Not not so many like alcoholics and and regulars during the day, but a much more younger, excitable crowd. You still see Patrick at the uh, at behind the bar, and his friend Bill is just passed out at the end of the bar, just drooling into his cup. Tug goes back up to the bar. Patrick was the bartender? Yes. Patrick was the bartender. Tug goes back up to the bar um, and waves down Patrick. Hey, Patty. Patty, I got some questions for you, my man. And he's wiping down the bar some more. He's like, oh, it's you. It's you from earlier. What's going on? What can I do for you? Patty, let me tell you a little something. I'm trying to get inundated in your culture, learn some stuff. Um... I understand that uh, Ara Titty Trekkis, that thing you taught me how to say earlier, I know it's a big deal. I know it's a real big deal. Um, I would like to try and get the autographs of some of the, you know, the better players, some of the people, or some of the Dragonborn that are playing tomorrow. 
and I need to know where's the best place to see them in the morning before they get all dialed in and focused and don't want to give any attention to any of us lowlifes before they go uh, play for the kingdom. Ah, well, you know, most of the teams, they practice up in the palace, which, as you know, is closed off to to no one but Dragonborn, so you can't go up there, obviously. Um, There's a couple teams that are new this year, just joined. Uh, they're looking for looking for a fight. They've already registered. I I think I heard rumors of of one called the the Jello Crew. Uh, yeah, they hang out in a big uh, big uh, shack on the main floor of a uh, of the whole city. They get the gate level. You might find them there. Are, do they sleep there? Like oh, where? Yeah, they, I, I, do they... I think they live there. There's three of them there. They uh, th- I'm pretty sure they live there. They train there. They uh, you know. They're pretty poor. Most of the first timers, you know, they're they're making a living. They're trying to to inch their way up through the ranks. So they may they may be. Go ahead. What what kind of prizes do you win for playing artistic tracks? Like, say you don't come in first and rule the country. What like what what place do you have to come in to be in the money on the bubble? So Uh, he he wipes his brow and he says. He wipes his brow. He says, "Oh, there's no money in Artisi Trekkis. It's it's all fame and glory. You know, control the army for the first place. Runners up usually get some kind of vacation time. Uh, you know, a timeshare somewhere. Okay, here Kingston Landing is pretty nice this time of year. Oh boy, um, Tug Tug uh, is thinking for a second and looks at Patty. And goes, all right, so on the gate level." Uh, what's the name of the spot they stay in, and does that place have a bar? Where do they keep their dragons? Also, uh, well, I, th- I think they all they all take care of that at their at their house. I don't know what it's called. I don't know if they got a special nickname for it or what, but uh, that's what I've heard. The dragon or the bar? The dragon? What dragon? There's no dragon. There's no dragons. They 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 ride wyverns. Wyverns? Is it wyvern or wyvern? I believe they keep uh, they keep all the animals in the house they live in. I don't know if they have a special nickname for it or what. I don't know. They might call it a frat house or whatever, but that's where they live. They live with all the animals. And uh, So this isn't like a rented space. It is a building they own. So it's not necessarily a rented space with a tavern attached to it or a, uh inn attached to it or anything like that. It's just they live on the gate level, and that's where they operate <laughs> out of. Oh yeah, no, 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 nothing like that. It's like a, it's like a hideout of sorts. Gotcha. Do you know where the Jello Crew hideout is, or Jello, whatever they are, the Bill Cosby uh, team yeah. is? Uh, hey, 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 Bill, hey, Bill, 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 and you, you hear just like a snort. And he says, uh, "Bill, uh, uh, hey, Bill, 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 Bill," and he snorts up and he says, "Oh, what's what's that?" And he says, "Hey, Bill, well, what's up? What's Where's the Jello crew live nowadays, huh? And he says, oh, yeah, they're down on the eastern side of the gate by, by the wall. And he passes out once again. And Patrick turns to you and he says, there you go. Patty, you're a fucking gem. Take it easy, my man. And then Tug hops off the bar stool and walks out. Let's creep over there. All right, so you'd step outside the silver tongue following Patrick's directions to go search and hunt down this strange group of Artisi Trekkis players known as the Jello Crew.
here at the tail end of the episode, I also want to give out a shout out to our $5 patrons, five or more, between five and 15. Those patrons are Metal Minister, Snormantha, Kensworth Slater, Zabrija Emma Spring, Thank a Veteran, Joshua Ald, Sierra Jones, Tornlin for the win. <laughs> uh, Instagram account, Lace Evangeline. This is the first time I'm reading some of these names, which is awesome. Holly Roxana, Oya Bun, Ryan Corbin, Lady Mage Sire, Torben Schwarz, James Crouch, JJ Holler, Chris Harrison, Tucker Barkley, Pat Manads, Olivia Fumiati, Seth M. Harrison, Kevin DeHart, Jacob Torres, Thomas Sanchez, Matthew Watson, Kevin Skoslowski, Jesse Jones, David Barron, Eric Hancock, Dan McStockerson, Jason Rittman, Joshua Motzinger, Nicole Chapin, Marco Olofsson, Ian Coughling, William Martin and his buddy Huge Ass, Elemental.fm, Dungeon Masters Thrift Shop, new podcast by Joshua Hebert, Jack Mega, Nuke, Nick Vukalich, Vitaly Vasilyuk, Joe Quickle from the Dad D&D Podcast, and Adam Hoffling. Thank you guys so much for your donations to the show. Your support goes a long way. And if you want to get in on this, patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern. <laughs>